I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. The idea of being a victim of evil is quite a comfortable one, writes Norberto Kepi in his book, Psychotherapy and Exorcism. But what's really going on, he continues, is that the human being actually selects the type of evil he wants in his life. Well, that's sobering. I hope this happens unconsciously because the conscious choice for evil seems rather terrifying. Kepi's view that we summon evil contradicts the common idea that we're victimized by it. Even the exorcist movies, those most graphic of illustrations of possession by evil, show the possessed as being an unwilling recipient of the accursed spiritual invasions. What Kepi's trying to alert us to here is the very real presence of evil spirits in the human experience and our considerable role in giving them so much freedom to run amok on our planet. But there's another aspect at play in this process, the subterfuge of the demons. And that's not a once-in-a-while thing. It's constant. Seduction by evil today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We're into episode five in our series now based on Norberto Kepi's staggering book, Psychotherapy and Exorcism, where he tries to bring us up to speed on his scientific discoveries of the reality of malefic spiritual interference in our human affairs. Now, I'm aware that this all seems too much for our modern, I'll believe it when I see it, just the facts, ma'am, physical evidence-based way of seeing reality. So to have any basis for understanding what in the bleep Norberto Kepi is talking about, we have to pull in the wisdom from books and thinkers from the past. John Milton wrote an epic poem about man's fall from paradise, instigated by Lucifer, who proudly boasted, better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. And I submit that Milton meant this story much more literally than allegorically. Dante Alighieri's devil is a giant monster weeping blood and pus. Goethe's Faust makes the classic bargain for fame and eternal youth. C.S. Lewis went through a soul-searching academic quest to evolve from skeptic to believer, and his screw-tape letters formed the basis of my high school play all those years ago, where I played Mike a poor soul being tempted by a demon for some 100-plus pages. Back when I was 18, I had no theological upbringing to have any inkling of what this play was really about. But I can tell you, from what I've learned working closely with Norberto Kepi and Claudia Bernhard Pacheco over the last 17 years, this would prompt a wholly new interpretation of this play were I to be cast today. Of course, age would be a factor <laughs> as well. And then there's the master Satan hunter, Jesus himself, who warned us repeatedly of the fact of Lucifer and his establishing a domain here. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour, Jesus warns us. And I'm inclined to take that into consideration. Despite the materialistic worldview brought by Descartes and Bacon and Einstein that we're all steeped in today, if the God of this age is actually Lucifer, as Jesus also said, we are worshiping in the wrong direction, and our steps in this way will lead us to exactly where we are today, teetering on the precipice of annihilation. I think, then, we owe it to ourselves to open up a little to include this ancient wisdom in our worldview, exactly what Norberto Kepi is trying to do with his science of psychosocial spiritual pathology, called Analytical Trilogy. 
And he's declaring very strongly that we are not victims of demonic influence, but active seekers of it. So let's get into that today. Seduction by Evil. Our program today, When Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, returns in just a moment on the Stop Radio Network. You're listening to the most relevant conversations on the planet about how to stop destroying ourselves and the world. This is the Stop Radio Network. A look at society's most pressing problem. Norberto Kepi's Disinversion of Economics is Work and Capital, available in the bookstore at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. A key inversion in science. Always we are trying to extract energy from a material element. And its negative consequences. We provoke serious imbalances in nature. Corrected now with the Kepi Motors disinversion of physics. And we developed a way to have mechanical power with very little electricity. This will make a big change, not only in energetic efficiency, but also it will bring better energy in homes because it's magnetic energy. The Kepi Motor, new technology for a new world. We are part of an exciting initiative here in Brazil that includes leading-edge psychological sessions available by phone or Skype worldwide, top-level translation services in a vast number of languages, online and classroom language classes using a proven psycholinguistic method highly trained teachers that help you learn faster and easier and an innovative social project that offers multiple opportunities for you to participate and learn so you can apply these initiatives in your communities worldwide to find out more about what we're doing visit us online at stop.org.br or write us at jones at stop.org.br now back to thinking with somebody else's head on the Stop Radio Network. The program is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Uh, you are on the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. You know, we've been doing a program, a series of programs now, that uh, has been well-received on Dr. Kepi's new book, Psychotherapy and Exorcism, actually his even newer book, Sociotherapy and Exorcism, mm-hmm. <laughs> which <laughs> we can't keep up. We finished translating one, and he's got another one ready to go. It's incredible. Dr. Claudia Bernhard-Pasheku is with me again. And, you know, I was thinking about this uh, fact of consciousness of evil spirits. This is not something in uh, the first world that we are accustomed to talking about. And I found a, a interesting uh, paper that was written relatively recently, from the Journal for the Scientific Study of Religion, Scientific Study of Religion. And they say that their studies suggest that belief in demons and evil spirits is harmful to mental health. Mm. So their idea is that just thinking about them makes you sick. <laughs> yeah. It's really naive, it's isn't it? It's the inversion that if you see something... Yeah. It- it exists. If you don't see, it doesn't exist and won't bother you. So keep away from your sight and you will have no trouble. Out of sight, out of mind. Yes, yes. Well, uh, I think we should go a little bit back in history. Okay, great. And think up to when this concept that demons could cause problems epilepsy, psychosis, neurosis, physical illnesses, hysteria. hysteria. Uh, So uh, up to 
a movement, a scientific movement, uh, more or less at the time of Freud. When Freud started his studies, he went to Paris because Paris was the true center of um, everything. culture, everything. Yeah. everything. Yeah. So In the late 1800s, medicine, it was the center. Medicine yeah. was really French up to some time in history it was french up to 1913 claudia there were about i think between the years 1900 to 1913 the french won 11 nobel prizes medicine science mm. not to say that nobel prize is the peak yeah. of things okay. but it shows that there was okay. a lot of development going on right and then time. it went to vienna a little bit yeah. after that yeah. but okay so thinking back the center of studies of these studies uh, were in salpetriere uh, which was a, a hospital for mental sick patients, mentally sick patients. And Charcot started his uh, researches with hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And what did Charcot realize? That there is an unconscious. There is an unconscious. The person really has a level of his mental and emotional activities that are not in the level of open knowledge, let's say so, or some... Hidden from view somehow. Yes, hidden, hidden. Hidden feelings, hidden intentions, hidden, like a hidden dimension even, a hidden dimension uh, beyond the five senses. And one of these proofs of the existence of a dimension which is beyond our five senses is hypnosis. It's very scientific. Because, for for instance, when the person was put under uh, hypnosis, hypnosis, he or she would say things that he would never know under a normal state of consciousness. Uh, he would say things and know things and like if you if they entered in a, in a room and after hypnosis they would say every detail of that room they couldn't remember this consciously but under they hypnosis they could never ever remember they would say no i didn't see anything of those <laughs> yeah. i didn't so, see any books i didn't see any socks on the floor or nothing yes and they remember those details under hypnosis. Absolutely. And, well and, and also a lot of um, um, preview of things, previewing things. Like um, uh, this um, telepathy, telepathy, not only, but also uh, precognition, think, yeah, we say pre- in Portuguese. Pre- pre- precognition? Yeah, precognition. Things okay. happening in the future. Yes. So people under hyp- hypnosis, they know a lot of things. Or they show they know much more than they express in conscious life. Um, and saying this, they, they, they started to think, okay, so this has nothing, nothing to do with spirits or demons. This is something that is only, only inside the mind 
of a human being. Are you saying this was the beginning of the break then with the this The beginning of the break. The beginning of the break. Of the spirituality. So they never considered that this level of unconscious life, which transcends the five senses, transcends, it's, it's, uh, that this level could be in touch, in connection to spiritual but life. This is obvious, Claudia. I mean, this how, would be what how obvious. How could they dismiss that so easily? <laughs> yeah, but they did yeah. because they had this kind of uh, materialistic, positivistic view yeah. at that time. Yeah. They were very positivistic and they were eager to prove that everything the church had brought in terms of philosophy, psychology, theology was everything a mistake or at least to say so a mistake, but they said it was deception. It was a means to... Superstition. Superstition to to control control the people, to control everybody. So they they were eager to destroy theology at that time. And this was enough for them to say, no, there is nothing to do with demons or spirits. It's an unconscious thing inside the human being that he doesn't see. Yes. No influence. Yes, but you know something... Another proof that other beings can control your mind without your acknowledgement and sometimes without even your conscious permission is hypnosis. Because if you put something in in a person in this like state of trance in hypnosis, you can order them, give orders and 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 they will obey yeah. these orders and this kind of dictations uh they are forgotten right after the person is brought back to conscious uh, these orders are forgotten yeah, totally until the bell rings or the person says a magic word and then suddenly they they uh, are stimulated to and they receive some instructions that they obey like automatically I, without I, even knowing why do i want this or why did yeah. i do this i just want to clarify claudia that in the studies that i've read about they can't be ordered to do anything against their will though is that true like I don't know the details of that, but like there are there are people who have a very soft ethics yeah. or soft will. Let's say so. They are very influential, malleable, malleable, malleable. and there are the, those or some that have a very strong ethics, yeah. and they don't they won't do something that will be against their ethics, even under hypnosis, even under hypnosis. And this is something that shows for us is a proof that there is not a possibility of a possession without the consent of the possessed one. Okay, there is no possession. But going a little bit still Just let me go with that that idea. Dr. Kepi said something about this in his new book. Human beings must become like semi-demons for them to mesh with evil. Yeah. He says that in order for us to follow uh-huh. a demonic suggestion, mm-hmm. we have to like agree with it at some level. Okay, That's what but you're talking this about. is so easy. This it's, is this is uh, absolutely the whole of humanity yeah, exactly. in levels, in levels, in in degrees. The whole of humanity is already 
meshing with meshing evil. with evil yeah. since we are born. Clear. So this is not something like there is a group of people or some people, few people. No, not only those satanic followers or you know. Yeah. No, it's it's everybody. Yeah. It's it's within all of us. Evil is within humanity. So uh, when uh, Charcot brought this idea, um, they were able to interfere in the unconscious of the person or in this subconscious level. So that's what we are seeing now in practice. This level or this dimension, which is beyond our five senses, but not necessarily always beyond. Sometimes it includes physical experiences with spirits. But this unseen, this uh, un unheard level, they are very active and they are meshing with the negative or the evil spiritual beings. And people are not aware of this. Yeah, and as you said, it's sort of like the uh, scientific world excluded the spiritual as a possibility. Absolutely. It's not they a denied a, yeah, They denied this possibility. It, so it a, was either spirits or the subconscious, the natural subconscious. Yeah. And what Cappy sees is there is not such a thing as natural subconscious. Right. We start, since we are born, to to create a basement where we hide everything we don't want to see. We don't think it's pleasant to be seen or yeah. admitted. Yeah. And this sub this basement can be full of evil things or... Like everybody's uh, basement. Yeah. It's full like, of stuff uh, you don't yeah, want to see. <laughs> more or less, you, you have there things you don't want to see. Everybody has. Yeah, this is. I think this is a fundamental and there, point. And there, there, there... There, in there, demons hide, like these movies of Dracula, they hide in a coffin in the basement where no light will see them yeah. or will hit them or destroy them, which is no consciousness goes to this unconscious basement we create. So what do we see then in our therapy if one goes deep enough in our psychological basement, this un uh, pseudo-unconscious or this artificial unconscious, we don't like what we see there. But we bring bringing light, evil... Dis dissipates. Dissipates. And, start, uh, and stops being pathological, creating symptoms, creating... Diseases dominating the life of that person. Yeah. Demons interfere in our lives through our unconscious. As Dr. Kepi calls it, the process of inconscientization, right? We, yes. We, we hide from view what we don't want to see. Yeah. And then it appears, as Freud discovered, it appears again, but not as a natural. Yeah. It's it's like an unnatural, in a sense, thing that we've done, and it begins to appear in the actions that we do, and we think, oh, my God, how, why did I do that? Not yeah. perceiving 
the bad intentions or yeah. the negative thoughts this we have. This was uh, called in psychoanalysis atus falhos. Yeah, this is uh, slips slips of the tongue. No, an atus slips of the tongue is yeah. one thing. An atus falhos is another thing. It's the same thing, thing in English. As you do something you weren't intending. No, to you do. you can say things is slip of the tongue. Yeah, and if you do is atus falhos. We don't have a word for that. Okay, yeah. so you do something that you didn't want to do. It's yes, like this, you this, say or you you yeah. do things that like you don't want to do. Like a slip of some sort. You oh, I didn't mean that. Yes, you see, or you forget things. You go to one place. You should go to one place, and then you go to another. One of my one of my students was telling me a story of uh, when she was going to school. She was a little bit late, and she was ironing her clothes. And uh, she said, "Oh my God, I'm late." She had to throw her clothes on. She went to school. She was doing it at school, normal, having lunch with her friends and everything. On the way home, she suddenly remembered again. Oh my God, I forgot to unplug the iron. And uh, I've used that in the class as an example of the fact that she was conscious. She knew about it. Otherwise, she would never have remembered it after school. She knew about it, but hid that from consciousness. It's like a like a hiding of something bad, and it shows an intention in some way. And there is the action in the situation of this hypnotic agent, which are the demons. Yeah. They act like uh, people who perform hypnosis. They hypnotize people. They try to do this all the time, and they go little by little seducing people with seduction, The same as in a session of hypnotism. It's a form of uh, like seduction, Suge little suggest by suggestion. suggestion, little by little, bit by bit. Do this, try that, go there. Yeah, so relax. It's okay. So no, listen to this sound and imagine a place. Now let, let go, let go, let go. And this letting go, it's so, so dangerous. Because this letting go is what happens when you drink alcohol, sometimes when you smoke marijuana or, or crack or, or other things, when you let go in, in, and you condone with pleasures or all sorts of seductions. Like, okay, so I don't have money, but I, I can't, I can't deny giving me this pleasure of buying this thing. Yeah. I, I need want, I, I deserve it. it. Yeah. So let it go. Let it go. Don't worry, it'll be okay. Don't worry, it will be okay. Let go. Let go. This hyp hypnotic let go, let go is really dangerous. There, because it's not only something from our inner minds. It's coming from this other dimension, this subconscious level, where the spirits are very active, even though not physically or uh, seen or heard. But they are there, speaking. Meditation? Meditation is dangerous, really. Yes, good idea. Because yeah, yeah. Meditation, yes. When you let go and you enter in this trance state, This yeah. emp emptier mind state, this sort of... You open up to all these beings of this dimension. Um, Malachi Martin used to say that there is a plateau between the conscious life and uh, eternity. This plateau is like a middle thing in between, like... Um, 
in between our dimension and yes, the yes. heavenly dimension? É como uma interface, interface. Like interface between. Between our conscious life and eternity or the transcendental life. And this interface is very dangerous. He used to speak about these uh, trips out of the body or out of the body experiences. Out, out of body experiences yeah. This is something that he used to say were very, very dangerous because then you enter in this tra trans... Trans... Transitory? The trance state. Trans like, like state. A trans state. Transi. Ele entra num transi. Tran like a trance. A trance. Mm -hmm. And then when you enter this, you get in the hypnotic state, yeah. and then you get you receive orders. And you, you, like, you become possessed by the will of another person and the others of another beings. The same as in hypnotism. Wow. I remember... That's powerful. <laughs> I remember... Two or three people tried to hypnotize me. They never could do this. Never. I believe. And I think, my God, why people let to be hypnotized? How this happened? But this happens. And this is very frequent. Now, I was not hypnotized by another human being. But God knows how many times I was hypnotized by demons. Every time I did something that was against something natural, yeah. against myself, yeah. I was hypnotized yeah. by demons. It's a type of seduction, isn't it? I, I remember one, if you want to have an example. When sure. I, because uh, children are very much influenced. Yes. I was a child. I was 10 years old. And I was in, in a building during my vacation time on the beach. Very beautiful There is a place, Ilha Porsha, mm -hmm. Porsha Island. Mm -hmm. and, and I was there with my aunt and my cousins and my mother. And there was um elevator. Elevator shaft. And a voice came to me and said, uh, Look, there are so many uh, thieves and murderers and criminals around here at the time. Imagine... If one of those enter in this elevator shaft, elevator shaft, and hide himself there, yeah, and waiting for you, waiting for you, and then I was like taken to this place, and to the elevator, to the elevator, I went down to the middle of the shaft where there was a place like a box. You're not in the elevator now. You're climbing down the shaft. I was inside the elevator. Inside the elevator, and you went to the middle of the. Yeah, the and there was a, like a place, a place that was like a box uh -huh. inside this. And I, this voice came and said, look, stop here. Because if a, a, a criminal is hiding below, is hiding inside the box, if you come, he will put shoot you. you, shoot you or threaten you with a gun or something. So what did I do? I opened the door. And the voice said, try to close the door now, because if he's a fat guy, his belly will not fit here. So see if a, a fat thief or criminal can fit in here. So I, I closed the door. And when I closed the door, somebody called upstairs and the elevator went up. Uh, and then I had my two arms smashed. You were smashed. dangling by your two arms. My God. Outside it was, the elevator. I car. almost died. 
I um, it, my, it was gosh. something like it was like a movie, a Hollywood movie, Incredible. horror movie. Incredible. At that time. Okay, well, just just a sec, Claudia. Okay. I want I want to try to make sure that people are understanding this. Claudia was in an elevator shaft. It was one of those old elevators, you know, with the crisscross doors that you see in the old Hollywood movies. And and uh, she could open this door by hand and step out onto a small ledge that was part of a sort of um, mezzanine floor, just a small ledge she could stand on there. And then somebody called the elevator, and uh, the elevator started to go up. So she closed the doors and grabbed onto the doors and was being pulled up by the elevator. This is how I understand the story. And I, here I am, here you are. because the angel and Jesus Christ saved me. Oh, amazing. I was a small child, and I asked for the, the child Jesus, and I saw him coming from yeah. heaven. Yeah. And then he dictated my mother all the rules, what should she do in order to save me. Nobody believed she was able to do that. Amazing. But here I am. Here I have are. my two arms. I can write. Incredible. I wrote my books with my, my <laughs> hands. <laughs> with my own hands. Yeah, Look at me. Yeah. So this was something clearly oh, demonic, clearly demonic. And so many examples of those happen with everybody. Yes. So jump from here, yeah. and some people cannot avoid. They are hypnotized. This is, I, I don't know how much time we have, but this is like uh, mind control in a way, spiritual yes. mind control, isn't it? Absolutely. Being... And demons do this. Yeah. We are, the humanity is under a spell, under hypnosis. You mentioned Malachi Martin in his book. He's an exorcist, former exorcist at the Catholic Church. He mentioned in his book a case of this. It's the most one of the most powerful cases in the book of a young boy who was seduced by the nature. He was at, on his uncle's farm, I think. Hmm. And he was lying in the woods, and he had this experience of being totally in contact with the oneness of the universe. It must have been a very beautiful experience. And he was like, and it, the voices he was hearing or the sensation he was having was, go further, go further, let yourself go, let yourself enter this oneness. We are all one. You are not separate. You are one with everything, which seems like a beautiful message. But contained inside this was the seduction of demons entering, giving him the idea that he came from a superior level of consciousness, that he was a very old soul, putting all of these ideas in him that led him to very serious condition, almost died uh, during the exorcism. It's uh, exactly what you're describing. I, I'm just having this very powerful Because experience. when we open doors like yeah. this to the subconscious yeah. level, then all these beings from this plateau, they come in. They enter. They enter. They've taken Curlian photographs of people drinking and saying that there are many demons around them yes. looking for ways to get in. Somehow. And sometimes they come physically. They come physically. And to get out is not easy. It's very difficult to get them out once they're in. That's chilling. Mankind under a demonic spell. These do not seem like modern ideas, do they? What are we proposing? That we go back in time to where we burned witches and lived in superstitious fear of demons inhabiting the square corners of houses? Far from it. Fact is, we need to deepen our spiritual intelligence. We dismiss these spiritual phenomena as just random craziness at our peril. Clearly, there's much we don't know because we've diminished our intellectual capacity to a point where we can't comprehend this reality anymore. More next week. You're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. 
I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome to the Stop Radio Network. We broadcast from the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And our programs, Thinking with Somebody Else's Head and Healing Through Consciousness, offer the most relevant conversations around about the state of our world and what we can do to make it better. Thanks for tuning in. Since the beginning of all civilizations, they had always manifested an enormous interest and knowledge about the spiritual life and spiritual beings. It's a world of ancient wisdom that modern science has eliminated. The arising philosophy of positivism preferred to base science on material happenings. So, only what you can see and touch and feel is real. Now, spirituality is being put back into science. Imagine what would happen if people start considering this as a real thing. Not only as a religious thing, but also a real scientific thing. Imagine what would happen. Norberto Kepi's Universe of the Spirits, a scientific analysis, available in the bookstore at stop.org.br. You're listening to the most relevant conversations on the planet about how to stop destroying ourselves and the world. This is the Stop Radio Network. 